0: Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is going to be a show that I think that you will remember for many, many years, because this is the show that can honestly take your life and maybe turn it upside down a little bit. But at the end of this show, if you really pay attention to what we're talking about here, you can break through to new levels of awareness, new levels of happiness, enjoying your life. You can let go of some of the challenges that you've had permanently. What are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about stress. We're talking about worry. We're talking about fear. These are the leading causes of disease in the country and around the world. Think about this for a second. Fear of failure, fear fear of sickness, fear of maybe losing what you have, fear of, I don't know, falling, fear of heights, fear of success, fear of failure, fear of failure. A lot of that's going on out there today. Now, am I going to have a show all about fears today? No, you've, you've heard enough of those shows. This show is about transformation. This show is about helping you to step into your power, to get some new information and wisdom to be able to take your life to a completely new level. If that sounds good to you, okay, stay tuned. I'm going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll come back and um, I'm going to start to dive in with you. I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and To Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that. Listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us. All of us are given dreams. And if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream, just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to connect with something greater than myself, my force, my God, my life, my universe, whatever. I don't care what you call it. You tune into that force and that's what's going to get you to the next level. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is Ken Foster, your host. I'm calling the show today, The Courage to Find the Antidote for Stress and Worry. And I have to tell you, it's maybe not what you think it is. You know, have you ever thought about where your fears come from? You know, they just fly by and they just show up in your mind? No, they actually come from your heart. So what is the antidote to release those heartfelt fears? Think about it. You know, somebody, all of a sudden, you feel like you're going to lose something. And where where do you feel that? Don't you feel that in your heart? Don't you feel that in your gut? You know, have you ever thought about the antidote might be courage? You know, the Latin word uh, for courage is cur, which means to speak one's heart. So if fear is coming from the heart and courage also comes from the heart, then what you need to do, it seems, is to be able to tap into that courage in greater ways. Wouldn't you agree? A lot of people, well, let's put it this way. Everybody has courage. We're all born with courage. You have courage. I have courage. But so many people have undeveloped courage. And, you know, if you have undeveloped courage, what's going to happen is that Things are going to show up for you and things are going to get worse and worse and worse. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but listen, if you don't have the courage to address your issues, to really look at what's working, what's not working in your life, and maybe uh, make some commitments to improve, it doesn't get better. But if you are willing to look at your whatever it is, whatever fear you have, whatever worry you have, you know, whatever's coming up to heal inside of you. Now this is an important point. You know, a lot of times something will show up in your life, and it feels like it's outside of you, but it's always inside of you. I've been coaching over thirteen thousand hours over the last twenty plus years, and I have found that every single client, every single one to a T, all had the answers within themselves. What I had was powerful questions to help tap into the superconscious mind and the subconscious mind to be able to pull those emotional challenges out of them so that they could start to release them and be able to take their lives to the next level so why am i telling you this well i want you to have a better better life and if you if you combine courage with faith now we think of faith as faith in god and and that's great yeah we have to have faith in the creator but i'm talking about faith in you imagine if you felt yourself worthy if you felt yourself in a place of, of certainty that you knew whatever problem came your way, you would be able to overcome it. That's the kind of faith I'm talking about. And courage, you know, courage can be tapped into so simply. It's like you just do something you've never done before. So maybe there's something today, right now, that's pressing you. You're listening to this, and there's no coincidences. You turned into Ken Foster. Oh, my gosh, he's talking about me. And right now I've got some challenges that are showing up in my life. How do I get past them? Well, you can ask this simple question. If I were courageous, what would I do next? Right? That's a simple question you can ask. And a lot of you, you may want to just get still. Sometimes we need to get still. And stillness for some of you feels like death. You're so used to going busy, gone, 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 go, 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 right out there. That uh, slowing down to succeed might be a solution for you. Okay, listen. This is going to be a life-changing day for you. I have a, I have a guest here today, and uh, she's been on my show uh, a couple times, I think. And, and she, she has been invited back time and time again because of her wisdom, because of her courage. We're going to take a deep dive into the mind of a very successful entrepreneur who can help you to understand maybe what's going on in your mind and be able to find some additional antidotes for those worry and stress and challenges that you're having. So I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, when I get back, I'm going to introduce her. Have you recently used your phone, computer, and Wi-Fi and wondered if they might be affecting your sleep, focus, or possibly even your well-being? Living Design Technology has investigated recent developments in how electromagnetic energy coming from a variety of sources including cell phone, Wi-Fi, microwave, radio, and TV are impacting people and their environment. They have developed simple, effective tools that support the harmonizing of the electromagnetic energies present in your home, office, and car. Living Design Technology works by providing the information nature needs to balance the electromagnetic energies in your environment. It's amazing. Nature is actually doing the work when Living Design Technology is present. Find out more at livingdesigntechnology.com forward slash courage. And put in the code COURAGE to get 20% off your first order. Well, welcome back, everybody. And Carrie, welcome to the show again. So good to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me again, Ken. It's great to be here.
0: Well, let me give you a proper introduction here. Uh, if you don't know Carrie Hummingbird, she is the number one international bestselling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and the award-winning bestselling book Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love, which describes her early years Of her spiritual awakening. And of course, she has a new book out. We're going to be talking about that. It's called Healing the Mother Wound and describes the most direct path to spiritual enlightenment, which is really what we're talking about today. You know, I started out with fear, worry, stress. And, you know, I think uh, pain is what moves everybody, Carrie, into doing the work. <laughs> so, <laughs> it
1: certainly um, seems that way. We start well, in the shadows, don't we? We start in the shadows of all of that. And we, it's not, we don't avoid it. It's not about skipping over it. It's about moving through it with grace and, and bringing it to a higher level.
0: I think it's a, that's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, so if you know some listeners are feeling a little suffering or going through some pain or struggle or worry or anxiety, this is a wonderful place to be today. All right. So um, let me ask you this. Um, what stories need to be told about the way that you started your spiritual journey?
1: Oh, I love the way you introduced this entire broadcast because you were talking about stress and you were talking about um you know uh disease Yeah and, and
0: fear yeah, and worry yeah, and all fear that fear and
1: worry and so many things. And you know, as I have awakened and I've come into contact with my soul's curriculum, I've realized that these were all part of my journey. You know, I I actually have uneven teeth because of all the stress. I would grind my teeth and like my jaw, you know, grinding everything and just like, and I just couldn't, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night, you know, just clenching my jaw, just trying to control everything that was happening. And maybe the listeners can really identify with this, this desire to control everything that's going on and, and, and make it go your way and, and get out there and, and make it what you want. And that's all great. But then there's a way that that control actually starts to erode your your, everything that's sacred within you. You know, it's like it it does
0: carry. You know, (laughs) Americans love to control everything. You know, we don't (laughs) like to be out of control.
1: No, we don't.
0: But when you try when you hold on too much.
1: That's attachment, That's you know, which is an, is expectations, right? Like how many expectations do you have about your life and how people need to show up for you and your job and your day? And, and, and then if one little thing goes wrong, does it completely throw out your day? You know, like maybe the traffic light was just a little too long or maybe somebody cut you off in traffic and then you got upset and then now your whole day is ruined because, you know, this one little tiny exchange that happened. And I think that this is, you know, this is how I lived in the first part of my life was trying to you know, keep myself happy all day long. And then having all of these events happening that were causing stress. And, you know, stress is, well, this is what I've learned in my inquiry of stress, because it is one of my, it is actually my, um, my life's work, my life's work, and I'm talking about the gene keys. So for any of you interested in this kind of stuff, Richard Rudd has his fantastic system he built off human design called the gene keys. And I've been exploring mine. And my my life's work is actually to go from stress into stillness. And it's the path of restraint. And for so much of my life, I had all this stress happening, stress everywhere. It was, it was all over the place. And I was just like a chicken with my head cut off running around trying to like corral it all and make it, you know, go the way I thought it should go because I had expectations, which is another one of my jankies. And so all these expectations about how things should be if I'm doing it right. And if I'm living a good life, then it should look like this and it should show up like this. And if I have a good marriage, then it should be like this and it shouldn't have conflict and it shouldn't have disagreement and all these expectations that I had, which were impossible to meet, you know, because I'm also on the path of perfection. Like I see every way life is not perfect. So try to live with me as my partner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I I get it. And and what happens is that when we have those uh, uh, expectations, uh, mostly of others. uh, Most people have expectations of others, not necessarily ourselves. uh, But some people go overboard on themselves, and of course they turn all their expectations inward. And of course that can be very self-defeating, and uh, you have some really negative talk around that. Uh, Well. How did you? This is your life purpose. I get it to get into stillness, get into oneness. How do you do it? How do you get there?
1: Well, you actually have to face. You have to face the stress. You you can't hide from it. That's the thing. It's like our whole system, our pharmaceutical system, is set up to give you a pill to avoid stress. And it's just, all it's doing is masking it. So for like decades, I had this like boiling stress inside of me and I was trying to like restrain it and keep it all inside, you know, and not, cause I'd never wanted to be that person that yelled at other people. I never wanted to be that person that acted out. And, and then what happened when I didn't address the stress and I didn't go still inside myself and process it and let it be and embrace it and accept it, I, it squirted out the sides. You know, so then this really nice person, everyone had decided, oh, Carrie's really nice. She's really nice. And then all of a sudden I'd have like, you know, mean day, you know, and I would not be nice. Or I'd have this moment of like, they'd be like, wow, I didn't know she was capable of being that mean. Well, it's because all of this stuff I wasn't dealing with. I It was like a boiling lava under the surface of my being because I never took the time to, to go in. And I think many people are doing this, you know, and those pills, they don't take away the boiling lava. All they do is mask your awareness of it. So you can just pretend like it's not happening, but it is happening and it's going to affect all your relationships.
0: And, and, you know, I think one of the uh, greatest challenges that people have is they, they're going from their, their lives are so busy and they're going from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, the next thing that unless they slow down, unless we all slow down, you can't address, you can't even see some of those issues. You get upset, and then you think, oh, it's no big deal. You know, they deserved it. Next, and they go on to the next thing. But once you become conscious and aware, you start to realize that these old patterns of behavior are really hurting you as much as it hurting your, your family and your loved ones and your maybe your business partners and everybody else, so it's it's a it's a quest. But I, I don't think a lot of people like to take that quest. When you wrote your first book, um, Second Wave, uh, let's well, let's let's just dive into that for real quick. Um, how did you address these issues that we're talking about in Second Wave and in some of your other books?
1: Yeah, the second wave came about because I, I took, I decided to take the journey to be still. So my first book was actually awakening to me, and that book was written in 2014. And so there was a big gap between that book and the second wave book, which I wrote in 2019. And in the gap was me learning how to be still, you know, in the gap was me going, oh, whatever I think is out there for me to achieve, acquire, get, you know, climb that mountain, get that accolade, get that award, get that out there to validate me is not actually going to be as fulfilling as whatever's on the inside for me to know, discover, and love, and have compassion about inside of myself. And so what I ended up um, doing was learning how to do that, slow down. All the urge to go, I had to restrain. All the urge to distract, like there's a million distractions. If you want a distraction, they're around every corner. Heck, they're on your phone. They keep lighting up. So I had to tune that out. I had to go, you know what, I'm not, I am going to choose, I'm the master of my energy and I'm going to choose where to put my focus. And as I started bringing my focus to the things that really mattered, what happened was I started having more power in myself. I started having more stillness, more clarity. And that was what allowed me to write that book because that book is a channeled text. So I actually sat to, to write that book. I sat and listened and actually just... As sentences were coming in, I was writing them. but I would have never heard those sentences if I'd had all the inner chaos and the too many thinking that was going on in my life before. I would have never been able to hear those messages. Well, so you know matter and, I, of and, I, and, I, and
0: I hear you and I think a lot of people are have messages that are coming through all the time. Their soul is speaking to them. Um, a lot of them maybe aren't tuning into into other beings, but their soul is speaking to them. And unless you can hear that soul, unless you can hear it, what you're doing is you're making constantly you're making poor choices on a consistent basis. And listen, this this isn't me making something up for you. Just look at your life. Just question it. Have you ever made a mistake? Have you ever made poor choices? Have you ever been in a place where you wish you could have taken something back? Of course, we all have. everybody has. But as we develop that still small voice that Curry, Carrie heard very loudly because of her path, um, but when we hear that, we can really make better choices. Listen, I got to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, I want to dive into when you do this work, sometimes it feels like death. And I think um, mm-hmm. it, it we are dying to the old, but let's take a dive into that because I think some people go through that and they're afraid of it. Nothing to be afraid of. It's just part of the process. So we'll be right back. Okay.
2: Are you out to make a difference? Do you need results? Wasabi Publicity is the perfect PR team to help you take your message to the next level. Recognized by PR Week and Good Morning America for innovative practices Wasabi works with authors, speakers, and organizations committed to doing good in the world. Wasabi believes conversations change the world. Stories you share shape how you think, feel, act, and how you experience life. Ask yourself if your website, social media, and PR coverage reflect the stories you wish to share in the world. Are you making the difference you want to make? Do you have the results you wish to have? Kendi Foster, Voices of Courage radio show host, says Wasabi is the best in the business period. Schedule a complimentary PR consultation with Wasabi CEO Drew Gerber at publicityresults.com
0: Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Candy Foster. I'm sitting here with Carrie Hummingbird. She is a best-selling author. Carrie inspires people to lead their lives wide open and with an uh, authenticity, with passion, with purpose, with power behind them. Uh, she has a, a new book out, and the new book is called where to it go? Love is Fierce. Healing the Mother Wound. Fierce Love. You know, I, I, before I took the break, I talked about going into that place where we feel <laughs> death. <laughs> and I think love is that way. I think it takes us to, to die to the old, but, we, you know, we're comfortable. We, we don't want to give up our old comfort zones. Um, let's talk about why do you say love is fierce?
1: Well, love is fierce because love doesn't stop until you're exactly on point. There's no... Um wiggle room, you know, with love. There's an integrity to love. There is focus. There is compassion. There is higher heights. And it can always go higher. And when we're in our shadows, love is very fierce in directing us back into the golden path. The Many of the indigenous people talk about this golden path of the heart and that when we're in that golden path, we're following love's thread, love's footsteps, love's messages. And if we ignore them and we try to wall them off, eventually we get the two by four that knocks us back (laughs) into place. And so... There's, there's like, we're, we're going to evolve. We're going to evolve according to our soul's curriculum this time around, no matter what, we don't have a choice actually about the evolution part. We are doing it. It's just, how do you want to do it? Do you want to do it dragged by your hair, you know, like caveman style, or do you want to do it full heartedly, courageously and leaning into that conversation and saying, yes, yes, to love. Yes. I'm going to open my heart. Yes. I'm taking down all of these defenses, all of these walls. Yes. I'm healing myself and I'm opening up. And so love is fierce in that it, it's going to ask us time and time again to keep opening, to keep asking, to keep, you know, listening deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's the journey, you know, and death is part of the journey. Death to the old self, death to the structures that, you know, that were conditioned, that kept our existing life in place, but that didn't lead to joy. You know, happiness and joy are very different. I'm sure you know, Ken, it's like happiness is like forced. It can be very forced like um, frenetic, almost like vibrating at the level of the mind. Like, like I, I, sometimes I think of affirmations that way. Like if there, if you don't really feel them, but you say them, there's this level where you're just sort of like making it. So you're forcing happiness. And then there's joy, which is like deep, well, inner self that's grounded and it just like spills out of your heart and into the space. And that deep well of joy and that deep well of love is what we're here to experience but we can't experience that if we if we don't open. We can't experience that if we don't say yes to the inquiry. And so I've just learned like death to the old is the invitation. It's There's a moment of death in every day. You know, it's not like it just happens at the end of our life. It happens moment by moment. Like death to this pattern. Like um, maybe I have a, an addiction, a, a codependency addiction, and I'm clinging on to somebody else for my happiness because I think like this person's going to be able to make me happy. There's a, there's a point to where you realize that there has to be a death to that pattern. There has to be a reclaiming of yourself and a whole new initiation on a new path to learn how to love yourself and to give yourself what you need and to be in harmony with you. And that this person then becomes, you know, the cherry on top of the cake, not like the entire cake which is suffocating for that person. So we have a lot of structures that are like that. We have so many addictions, addictions to our cell phones to fill up time and distractions and all of these addictions. And it's it's like so important now for us to get still and face the fear on the inside, the fear of death, the fear of losing our comforts, the fear of things changing, the fear that it's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be okay at the other side of this. Those are all just... They're they're very deep primal fears. And so I don't want to dismiss them. They're very real fears. And we're here to transform those. If we're on the planet at this time, this is the work. Like if you showed up here on the planet at this time, you're part of it. There's no mistake. You didn't just end up here by accident. You, You intended to be here during this time because of the tremendous potential it has for our soul's growth because we're actually releasing an entire paradigm we're not just releasing one little pattern in our life. We are collectively releasing 5,000 years of one way of being, which we could call the patriarchal system. But we're creating, we're releasing all of that. And in the wake of that, there's a huge question. There's like this pause. And as Ken and I were talking before we got on this call, it's an awkward pause. It's like, oh my gosh, what is going to be next? And that's so awkward because we don't know what's going to come after the death.
0: Well, you know, we've, we've all been in the awkward pause in a global sense with the uh, pandemic. That has been mm-hmm. part of the uh, – that's how, what the awkward pause feels like for all of us. We're in it. You're wondering when will this end. You're wondering what will happen on the other side of this.
1: Are we get back to normal?
0: We back to normal? There is no back to normal. Back it's to no. normal is gone because, like you just said, we're shifting paradigms. We're moving. We're, we are all ascending. We're all moving to the next level. And, it, you know, I believe it's uh, probably in the next hundred years, we'll be at a completely, I mean, we will be in a, we'll be in an evolved, a much higher evolved uh, society than we are going into higher ages if we survive it. How do we survive it? We have to all do the inner work. You know, I I tell people this all the time, Carrie. If you uh, want to change the world, and I think a lot of us do, change yourself first. Change yourself first. If you do that, if you do the work, life will get better.
1: That's because it's happening inside here. It's happening on the inside. And everything that's happening on the outside is only actually happening because of what's inside. This is so hard for people to get. And it was really hard for me to get it too. But once you master that, you you know that anything that's showing up on the outside is because it's something happening inside and then you it's can hard. change it
0: and we can all change it. Hey, before we get along too far here, um, because what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we're going to have uh, two shows today and you're going to be on the second show. So, um, we're going to, uh, go ahead and, um, uh, close this, this segment out. But before I do, I want people to know how to get your book.
1: Yes, yeah, so my book is available on Amazon. Uh, if you look up Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound, or alternative, alternatively, you can look up Carrie Hummingbird and you'll find all my books. Um, and then if you want uh, to sign up, you can go to um, motherwoundbook.com mother wound book.com. And there's actually, when you sign up there, you'll get 17 days of interviews that I conducted about the return of mother wisdom into the planet with the beautiful human beings that I interviewed for that series. And there's potent potent magic in every single episode. Like it's like every episode is a meal. So you'll get 17 days of them and you'll be full, but (laughs) you'll be, you'll be feeling good about where things are going because there's some very um, powerful insights into what's coming from all of these women that I interviewed for that series. So if you go to motherwoundbook.com and you um, enter your Amazon order number in there and your email and your name, you'll get those 70 days of interviews to your email inbox. And I think it's awesome. You know, it's uh, potent to get people in this conversation.
0: I love that. Okay. Well, listen, like I said, we're doing a a back-to-back series today. So hopefully you will stay tuned for Carrie's next uh, interview with me. And uh, what else do I want to say? I want to thank all of you for being here today with Carrie and I. If you have not got my latest book, I encourage you to go ahead and go get that. It's at courage to change.us, courage to change.us. I encourage you to subscribe to our YouTube channel Voices of Courage. If you do, you'll be able to get all the replays. You can also get all the replays on our website at courage to change.us. So, until next time, I pray that you will take to heart what we just shared with you because what it leads to is you being able to see the unseeable, to know the unknowable, and to do the impossible. Well, hello and welcome, everybody. This is part two of a two-part series that I'm calling The Courage to Find the Antidote for Stress and Worry. And the first one was a powerful show. If you haven't seen it, I encourage you to watch this. And I have my guest back. I have Carrie Hummingbird, who's an international best-selling author. We're going to be taking a deeper dive into consciousness. I, I want to ask you a question. How many stories do you have in your life that are really propelling your success? And how many stories do you have in your life that are maybe propelling you backwards or keeping you stuck right where you are? What do I mean by that? Well, we have stories about uh, our own lives, about how much success we're going to have, how much success we have had. Or we have stories on the opposite end. I'm a failure. I'll never succeed. This is always the way it is. We also have stories around there's one reality. Well, there's a lot of realities out there. In fact, as my guest is going to tell you, there's 7 billion different realities. Does that mean we're all completely separate here, that we don't share any commonalities? Of course not. We all share the uh, superconscious mind. Albert Einstein once said, all I want to know are the thoughts of God. The rest are details. He was talking about the superconscious mind. He was talking about the database that we all share. But so many of us have gotten false information about what reality is that we're perceiving things from a very limited point of view. For instance, let's say you go out and you buy your new Ford Explorer, which I did. All of a sudden now, all I see on the road are Ford Explorers. Why? Because I have Ford Explorer consciousness. The same applies to if you are a person that, let's say, is having challenges with weight. You look around and you see, oh, everybody has that same challenge. Eh, must not be a big deal. Or you are a person that is struggling financially. And you look around and you see everybody else in the world. Oh, they're all, everybody's struggling. You miss all the people that are creating and manifesting wealth all around you because you're stuck in a paradigm. You're stuck in a reality. So today, some of those realities, by the way, are creating stress, anxiety, worry, fear, and they're hurting you. They're hurting you tremendously not only are you not fulfilling your life purpose and ascending and, and becoming all that you were meant to be, you're getting stuck and it feels like you'll be, you'll be there for the rest of your life. I know some of you can relate to this. Why do I know it so well? Well, I've gone through it time and time again myself. And when we go into that place where we acknowledge what is not working in our life, and then we find the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to change that. Then we go into the unknown. That's the place nobody wants to go into. Everybody as we talked in the last uh, segment, everybody loves certainty. We all want to be certain about where we live, what car we drive, who we're in relationship with, <clears throat> what we believe. Unfortunately, for those of you that this is not working the way that you like this life, you have to let go of the delusions that you're caught in and be able to step into your own power and tune into the superconscious mind which we're going to give you some tools to do today. So, I am going to bring on my guest Carrie Hummingbird, but before I do that, I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to take a deep dive into this consciousness that can change so rapidly when you get rid of your stories. I'll be right back.
3: There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and re-emerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed, and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation.
0: I've written a new book. It's called The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Wisdom to Unlock Your Genius, Your Soul, and to Transform Your Life. So it's daily strategies. I wrote this specifically because over the years I've noticed in my own life and in the lives of my clients that, listen, a little inspiration doesn't get it. A little wisdom doesn't get it. A little action doesn't get it. It's daily, dripping on the mind, dripping on those actions, taking specific focused actions, towards your dreams and setting specific goals, right? Goals help us to transform the little self into the possibilities that we have in each of us all of us are given dreams and if you're sitting there and you're not manifesting that dream it's just a little bit of you is chipping away every day that's not happening until you finally wake up and say i don't know how i'm going to do this but i'm going to connect with something greater than myself my force my god my life my universe whatever i don't care what you call it you tune into that force and that's what's going to get you to the next level Back, everybody. I have my guest, Carrie Hummingbird. We're doing part two of this series on releasing stress, anxiety, worry, and finding the antidote for it. Carrie, it's uh, great to have you. Let me introduce you again. For those that don't know you, she is a number one bestselling author of The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and the award-winning bestselling book, Awakening to Me, One Woman's Journey to Self Love. Her newest book, already number one international bestseller, is called Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wound. All right, Carrie, change your story <laughs> and change your life, baby.
1: <laughs> I love this. I love, I love, we're going to talk about this. So, my most powerful story about changing my stories, speaking of stories, was with my mom. So one of the reasons why I was prompted to write the book Healing the Mother Wound was really because for my whole life, and maybe you're listening out there and you can relate to this, I had this most challenging time communicating with my mom. It seemed like we were always at odds, you know, or like the shoe would drop. We'd be having a great time and then the shoe would drop and we'd be fighting. I was like, what's going on? And we had my dad as a bridge. My dad was like this communication bridge that would keep us together, you know, so we could keep being a family. Well, then my dad passed away three years ago. And about that time is when I met Ken, actually. Ken, I was actually on the road um, talking to you for the first time on the phone about uh, doing an interview with you. And when I got the news from my mom that my dad was passing away, I don't know if you know that. But so I was, I was, I drove home from Santa Fe and I drove all the way back home to be with my dad because my dad was just so precious to me. He like got me, he could communicate with me. And my mom and I just never seemed to be able to. So my, here's my dad who's like the glue, the unconditional glue. And he's, he's leaving. Now what? And so on my dad's deathbed, I promised him, I leaned into his ear and I said, Dad, I promise you, I am going to love my mother unconditionally, I promise you. And that was the biggest promise I ever made in my life. And shortly after that, I got some really great mentors who helped me bring the next level in myself and start, you know, really accepting responsibility for my life and the stories I was telling. And I started to see how my use of language was really key to how my life was unfolding. Like the way I was using my words and how I was speaking was actually creating my reality. It was powerful to start realizing well,
0: let, that. Let me let me pause you there because I think this is a, an incredible learning moment for the audience. And I think if there's somebody in your life that is a real challenge for you, and I think we all have them, what if you were to take Carrie's formula and just make that oath today that you are going to find the way to love that person unconditionally? I think that's such a powerful moment with you and your dad, Carrie. I didn't want to miss that. So yeah, no, it was really
1: potent. Like, um, I'm making that promise to him, you know, when you make some promise to somebody on their deathbed, that's a big deal. You know, you're actually going to follow through with that. And there were times, I'll be honest, Ken, there were times in that, you know, that three-year journey where I said, to, I just looked at, I just said to my dad in the etheric, I said, dad, I'm failing at this task. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to get there. Can I give up on this? Because it's not working. It's too hard. It's whatever. And, but, you know, spirit wouldn't let me give up on that. And, and here's another thing I'll give the reader, the listeners is like, you know, take the action to make a project out of it. Like if you've got a really painful relationship, make an action out of it. Like I made an action. I said, I'm going to write this book, love is is healing the mother wound. And I'm not going to stop until it's complete. Like, and I, I can't finish the book until I've healed it. So I set this project. So it's a really great way to do it. And because I set the project, I was going to commit to it. Spirit was holding me to it and my mentors were holding me to it and i was guided through all these inner shifts that needed to happen including the stories i told now here's the thing this is this was so hard because when you've been telling the same story for your whole life and you've built evidence that it's true it's really hard then to clear the slate and go maybe i actually don't know what's true maybe All of that only happened because I was telling a story about my mom that was based in some early childhood things that I don't even remember that started gaining momentum like a snowball down an avalanche. And it created this this reality of her, in my mind, being a certain way. And because I was holding the energy of her being that way, she was showing up to me that way. So when I started dismantling that story, that lifelong story that had so much evidence that I would just be like, but to my mentors, but, but she did this, but, but she did that, but it's proof. I, I know she did this. I'm not crazy. This, this, this. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't matter. Do you, she Did she do that? Do you want something different? And my answer was, yes, I want to heal the mother wound. And so I kept going well, in and dismantling those stories.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get it, and you know, I think I think when we get I think when we get to heaven or the astral, whatever we want to call that that next level, when we uh, connect with each other, and you you look at your mom and I look at my dad because I got similar stories with my dad that we heal, and we we look we look at each other and we just start laughing. He, he, you know your mom's gonna say, "Hey, listen, did I play that role so that you could get what you needed? Did, was it? Did I do a good job?" And you're just like. Oh, you were so convincing! I couldn't even believe you're so convincing, and I got what I needed. I really believe. The amazing part
1: happened. was how she changed. Like as like okay, oh, yeah. I went through many many layers, but I'll just give this one practice, and it's from my coach Christy. So I want to honor Christy Deegan, but the the practice was to write a goodbye letter. This was my last. My coup d'etat, like my last little piece that I threw on the pile of I've got to heal the mother wounds and the buck is coming out. And so, like, I better do it before the book comes out. Otherwise, how can I? I'm such a fake if I can't do it? Like, I got to do it all the way. So... I went through and I wrote the goodbye letter. And one section of the goodbye letter is all my resentments. And believe me, I had pages and pages of tiny writing both sides of the paper uh, resentments. I was still holding on to all these resentments for my whole life with my mom. And then regrets, like all these regrets, like, oh my gosh, we could have been spending all this time together. What if we could have just been together and we could have understood each other and talked from our hearts and wouldn't that been great because I see all these people doing it with their mothers and I want to do it with you. Like that was another section. Disappointments. Like I'm so disappointed that you, you know, you didn't come to my soccer games or I'm so disappointed that you didn't like see me for who I am in my new profession. And, and then withholds, like where am I withholding? Like, I wish it had been different and I'm withholding my love because it wasn't because I didn't meet my expectations. Right. And then acknowledgements like acknowledging my mom. So like all these things. And then I say goodbye to the relationship. I said, okay, yeah. goodbye. Like, not to her. It was me. It was my letter.
0: Well, you And you were saying goodbye to the relationship the way it was.
1: Right. The way up until now, what I think this woman's about, I'm saying goodbye to all of that. So I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's not part of my reality anymore. I am letting it go, like for reals. And so anytime I see myself catching that story again, it's like, no, I already said goodbye to that story
0: that story's got So so here's the really interesting (laughs) part of that is you had a part in her showing up the way she did so for instance you know and and I wonder if this works with people that uh, let's say you got a relative that's uh uh, heavy heavily medicated or on, on alcohol or mentally unstable you think it works for them too if you change well, it?
1: Absolutely. Because I'll tell you as a person that's healed myself, like I have healed myself from so many things. Like I think, you know, other broadcasts, I've healed myself from like decades of psychotherapy where I thought I was broken and I was given all these diagnoses to tell me how broken I was and you know, all of that. So I've, I like he started healing from that. It's like, no, no, I am the conscious creator. That is not my story. That is just a story that's been told about me. And my whole family was telling that story too, right? So it was keeping it in place. So I know as a person that the story is being told about in consensus by many people, that is so uncomfortable because you can feel once you start waking up to it and you don't identify it with anymore, you can feel them kind of trying to put that shroud back on you. Like here, put this costume back on. You're supposed to be this person. You yeah. know, no, like, but no. I will say,
0: I will say this because I've gone through the same thing. If you hold that place inside of you, when you make the shift, actually, there's nothing to hold. You've just made the shift. You have a you, you start to identify with those powerful qualities that you have, not from a place of ego, but just from a place of knowing. And that what happens is probably happened to you. They start to shift, they start they do, they, all of a sudden, they start treating you differently, and you're like, this is really weird.
1: Well, you'd be surprised and, and maybe you won't be because you understand this, but maybe the listeners might be surprised. So what happened after I read my like, goodbye letter is I had let it go, right? I let go of all of my grudges, all my resentments, my regrets, my stories, my crap about my mom. Like it was definitely creating toxic energy. And I just let it all go. I said, you know what? I desire, my desire to love my mother unconditionally is greater than all of this crap that I'm holding on to. And I'm going to let it go. Because I love her more than I love this crap. So I let it all go. And this always makes me cry because it's so potent. Like two days before Christmas, my mom reached out and she said, I want to get together for Christmas Eve, dinner, and I want to have it with you and your and your sons. And I we're gonna have this together. So preparing for that with my coaches, like the hour before it was supposed to happen, I was on a call with my coaches and I was like, Okay, I name and claim that I am the foundation of a new foundation of love for my family. I'm a blank slate for a new foundation of love for my family. I name and claim it and everybody affirmed it. And I showed up at this lunch and my mom, the first words out of her mouth was I'm the matriarch of this family. And in this family, we're having a fresh start. No more stories (laughs) of the past. (laughs) No more of this crap. We're here for love. We're going to do what dad wanted us to do. And I was like, Oh, my God, here's my mom. And since then, we've had such, like, I used to always feel this friction with my mom. Like, if I gave her a hug, it would be like, I I want to, like, dive into this hug and immerse in this hug and, and just, like, be held in this hug. But I always felt this, like, bit holding me back, like I was scared or something. Since this healing, like, it has been the purest most tender, most precious, most potent, beautiful connection with my mom that when she says I love you, it goes all the way into my heart. It's I so powerful. I just
0: love that. Well, listen, I got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want <laughs> to you know, this is this is re- this is real raw authentic. I love this. I want to take a little deeper into that. Uh, to the book the, and, and talk about the mother wound even deeper so that people can really get this. We'll be right back. Today, women in business are helping each other prosper like never before by overcoming stereotypes, networking together, and sharing essential resources. Since 1991, Women's Wisdom, the premier business networking organization for purpose-driven, soul-inspired entrepreneurs, has helped women grow their businesses and become the best version of themselves. Women's Wisdom hosts online events with celebrity speakers, best-selling authors, and business experts dedicated to helping you, the small business owner, expand your possibilities, build new relationships, and get the right referrals. Take your business to the next level and join Women's Wisdom at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net.
4: Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love then at some point you're going to be faced with a decision you'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams to pick up your copy of the courage to change everything visit the courage to change that's the courage to change
0: Well, welcome back, everybody. I'm speaking with Carrie Hummingbird. She is has a new book out. It's called uh, "Love Is Fierce: Healing the Mother Wound," and describes the most direct path to spiritual enlightenment. Uh, I want to ask you this, Carrie: uh, If somebody wants to do this work, uh, they really want to take a deep dive into this. Uh, what do you suggest?
1: Well, I suggest doing it in community with mentors, for sure, because this work is. Twisty and turny, and your ego has a million deflections for it and a million stories. We need each other to keep ourselves sane as we go through the untangling. There's a lot of pieces need to be unwoven, untangled, pulled apart, and opened. And the only way to really um, do this work is you have to be safe enough and held enough with love and compassion and forgiveness. In a community space or with a mentor, that you can actually peel back these layers because they are very tender. This is not the kind of work that you're going to do over the weekend. It's going to take time. And and it, it's going to also reveal um, relationship patterns and things. If you have a current relationship, and intimacy partner, it's going to reveal things in that conversation too. So it's really important to be held where you have a space where you can go and really express what's going on for you and get guidance to redirect certain things that are that they're in your blind spots. We talked about making the, the invisible visible, making the scene, the unseen seen, that this work is very much about revealing what you, what you're doing by default that you don't even know you're doing that are causing relationship challenges and are, are preventing you from deepening into a space of intimacy and vulnerability with the people in your life, including yourself. You might not even know what's happening. You know, it just, it's so quick. You can step right over it. You know, a moment of self-judgment, stepping your toe, for example, and you would step right over that. But that actually is a pattern of like self-criticism and, 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 Speaking poorly to yourself, that is a big pattern in your life, potentially. That's if you have to slow down to see it. And so, being in a community is going to help. And certainly, reading the book, you know, reading Love is Fear is Healing the Mother Wound reveals a oh. lot of these patterns. It's very, well, that, that,
0: and speaking <laughs> of the book, um, can you share one insight uh, from the book that'll help listeners right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, here's something to really know like, when you're, um, when you are gestating in your mother's womb, all of the patterns of your life are getting set into place as your little body is forming inside your mother's womb. And it's an intentional design. So this is not a problem that you're inheriting these shadows or all of these, um, you know, patterns, ancestral patterns and other things that you'll be working on in your life. Many people think, oh, well, especially mothers, I know I'm a mom, so I get it. We think, oh, I'm going to give my child the perfect life. They're going to have no struggles. They're going to be like so happy and it's my job and I'm going to do it better than my parents and, and I'm going to give them all everything that they need. And then when that doesn't start to happen exactly as we thought it was going to happen and they end up having struggles and they end up having challenges and they end up needing help and they can't get it from us because they're supposed to find it someplace else, like all of these things happen by design. So all of our life's souls curriculum gets set in utero, in the womb, at the moment of our uh, conception, at the moment of our birth, it starts to happen. It starts to get programmed in there. And when you're born, you're born with a specific frequency at a specific time and date. Like this astrology stuff is so true. And that's what I love about the Gene Keys and other programs like human design and other things that help you to get like that dialed in when you're ready to start revealing it to yourself, because you'll notice that if people don't feel safe, if they feel like they're going to be judged for their shadows, I mean, these things are so like, these things are like greed, you know, judgment, um, stress, you know, they're heavy, they're dense, they're, They really hurt us, you know. On the inside, it's like, oh, this feels so painful. And when you're with that pattern your whole life, the last thing you want to do is have it be poked at and prodded at, you know, by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) I I know when I first woke, I I first woke up. You've heard my story before, Carrie. That uh, the voice told me, (laughs) and the inner voice said, "You've got to feel the pain to make the change." Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was in a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, a lot of poor relationships uh, with myself with money with uh, with other people with uh, partners with you know just poor relationships and and i didn't want to feel anything else i was trying to numb it out right but you know i i decided to listen to that little voice and i hope people are listening to their little voice right now and keep listening to this well let me ask you this because we we're talking about what you go through but what's on the other side of it what's on the other side of this healing for people
1: well, what's on the other side is all the things you want. So, you know, you can't this it's a spiritual bypass to bypass the pain. So that if anyone ever wondered what spiritual bypass means, it actually is bypassing the pain, it's bypassing feeling, it's bypassing the experience of being human and going to the spiritual and just like, you know, I'm just gonna go on the mountaintop and like avoid my entire human experience. <laughs> you know that. I that well, that's, that's not
0: happening here. Well, listen, I only got two minutes left here. So I want to give them, where can they get the book and find out more about you, Carrie?
1: Well, absolutely. So just to wrap up and answer your last question is like, if you want to have love in your life, like tender, vulnerable love, that's why you do the work because that's what happens on the other side of this and prosperity and all that other good stuff. But like the love is the most important thing to me. So if you want the book, um, you can go to uh, Amazon to find it. Love is Fierce, Healing the Mother Wounds. You can look up Carrie Hummingbird on Amazon. You'll find my other books. And if you want the 17 days of, of interviews of the Return of Mother Wisdom Summit, then go to motherwoundbook.com. That's motherwoundbook.com. And you'll you'll get those when you sign up. That's
0: so good, Carrie. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me. I really thank appreciate you. everything you've shared. I know the listeners got a whole bunch of information from you. So thank you, and I hope you come back again.
1: Yeah, be great.
0: All right, thank you. All right, everyone. Uh, That was an amazing show. And if you like that show and you want to hear more of these shows, you can go to our website, CourageToChange.us to get all the replays. Also, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, you won't miss any shows. If you'd like to, you're driving in your car and you want to listen to the podcast part of this, you can just tell Alexa Cortana or Siri, play Voices of Courage podcast and it will come right up for you. If you have questions or comments, send them to me, viewer at voicesofcourage.us. And until next time, I pray that you will continue to search and seek ways to see the unseeable, to know the unknowable, and to do the impossible. Take care.